Hi guys, my name is Desi Kadra and welcome to my podcast, Bridging the Round. Today, my guest is Paul Wolski. Paul will be talking to us about out-of-body experiences, uh, which for him started when he was 16 years of age, having had his first spontaneous experience at this point. This led him to question reality, giving rise to the idea that there is more than this physical dimension. In his early adulthood, Poe also battled with alcohol and drug addiction, which eventually led him onto the spiritual path and um, as a way to break free of those addictions. Poe has also taken up studies in mental health, sociology, counseling, and has just completed a degree in philosophy and theology as a part of his recovery process and as a way to find out more about the world. So, Poe, welcome to Bridging the Realm. Thank you so much for being with us. Hi, Desi. Thanks for having me. Thank you. How are you today? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. Great, great. Um, so this is a topic that I have so many questions about because I've heard about it and um, I haven't, I have to say, I haven't experienced it myself. I've tried to experience it a number of times, but I've never, they've never been successful. Yeah. So, so tell me about your earliest experience, uh, which you mentioned it was uh, around 16 years of age. What happened? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was... It was a very short and brief experience. Uh, most of them have been, to be honest. But the, the, the first one, I was simply just uh, led on my bed with my girlfriend. We'd both kind of, we were falling to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that I had fallen asleep. And, and I, just, I just found myself awake, hovering. I can't really explain. I just, there was no kind of exit process there was no kind of symptoms or sensations which later on in life I've experienced lots of but the first one I just simply found myself just floating above the bed I was hovering and um, I could turn back to see half of my body but more my girlfriend lying on the bed and obviously I know that you know I've fallen asleep with her every night for quite some time and I know that yeah. Normally, I'm next to her, I turn to the right, and she's right there. But this time, I was looking down on her, and it was it was very, very strange, yeah. And the, everything in the room was, like, in the same place, you know? So there was a bookcase next to me, there was a TV in the corner, that was all there, mm. as normal. But everything just seemed to be much lighter. I can't explain it. Everything had, like, a glow and, and like for the want of a better word, a magnificence about it. It was just, it looked alive. I can't explain it. Was, it was just different to what it normally is. It just seemed like I, had, I was experiencing some kind of uh, heightened sense of, of visual sensation. Mm -hmm. um, and then in, in, in the room that I was in, we had, um, oh, I can't remember, like a skyline window. So it was like a slanted roof like that. And there was a yeah. square window before me and I was just looking at it and I just I just remember thinking to myself can I go through that window and the moment I thought that I started to shoot at quite some fast pace mm -hmm. towards the window yeah. and uh, I was overcome with like a lot of fear and I um, got scared mm -hmm. yeah and that fear kind of just snapped me out of it and, and I just found myself on my bed just with my eyes open kind of astonished, just like, oh my God, what was that? Uh, I mean, I, before that experience, I had heard of the out-of-body experience. Mm. So when, it, when I found myself in this state of consciousness, mm. I, I quite straight away, I thought, this is an out-of-body experience. I'm outside of my body. Yeah, you, so straight away, you mean? You knew? Straight away, I knew, yeah. 
yeah, I wasn't, you know, obviously I was, I was mesmerized. I was like, what is this? What is going on? Because it feels, well, it feels like you're not in your body. And we're very used to being like, you know, um, I suppose imprisoned in this, this, this meat van, you know, this is yeah. phone, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, kind of weighed down by everything. Right, yeah. So, and and I was just free. I, I, it was just a very, very nice feeling. And and words can't explain it. I'm trying to give. I suppose, you know, to use religious terms, I'm trying to give um, a, 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 a sort of humble human under, uh, explanation of something divine and beyond. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh wow. Okay. So how so you knew straight away this was an out of body experience. So had had you researched it before? Did you know anything about it? I've, no. I've, I've never researched it. I've just overheard. Um, oh, I, had, I had at the time, well, well, still now, I have an older brother, and we are, and, and I lived with him, and I, I overheard one of his friends talking to my dad about it. And I just remember thinking, oh, I'd love to try that. Yeah. <laughs> he was using the term astral projection. Ah, uh, yeah. Kind of same thing, you know, um, what some people call it. And he was talking about being able to leave your body, be on the other side of the room, look back at your body, and then go off and explore stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I was probably about maybe 15 when I heard that. And I was like, oh, that sounds exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I want to try that. Yeah, so maybe that kind of curiosity, mm. you know, that um, desire to have a go at that has brought about the experience. I don't know. Mm. But for whatever, reason, for whatever reason, it happened spontaneously. Oh, okay. So, so, so what happened after that? Did you kind of go out and try to understand what happened or try to have another one? Uh, I didn't try to have another one, but it certainly, it certainly got me thinking about all sorts. It kind of left me in a sort of state of perplexity. Mm. Like, wow, it's real, you know? Yeah. Uh, so there was no doubt in your mind that it wasn't, that you were just imagining it or you were dreaming about it? No doubt, no doubt. I have, I have friends that I've spoke to about this and they say, oh, you just dream and it's just a dream. Mm. But for me, it, you know, I've dreamt every night at this point for 16 years. I kind of know what a dream is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if I was to turn around to you right now and say you're dreaming right now, you'd probably know that you're not. Mm. okay there wouldn't really be any question in your mind Desi would there if I said you're dreaming right now mm. yeah, so when people say how do you know that it's not a dream I say kind of in the same way you know that this present moment is not a dream yeah obviously mm. philosophically that's questionable yeah yeah but for the most part we, we, we tend to sort of don't question that we, we are awake and this is the exact same feeling when you're out of body you are awake you are aware you are in control of your faculties you are able to interpret things you are able to make decisions you're able to question things mm. uh, i don't have that you know that level of, of mental control when i'm in a dream yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah sure yeah so so was there, could you feel, cause you know, like we can kind of more or less feel our hands, our face. Could you, like when you were looking at things, could you feel that you were looking with your eyes, with your physical eyes or was it kind of like more? Well, well it, it was, it was the same. I was, obviously this is one of the questions that I was left with. I mm. was like, well, what is going on? Um, I could see, yeah. but my eyes were over there. Yeah. 
yeah so i know people can throw the voices maybe some people can throw their eyes i don't know um and if i can i don't know how i do it but that is one quote that is that and that for me was just more sort of confirmation to, to some to some kind of like spirit i'm there must be some kind of spirit inside me yeah, yeah. something else other than my brain my body so naturally that's kind of led me to think wow wow well maybe some of these religions are true you know maybe maybe i do have a soul and maybe it does go places when i die maybe there is no death because of this soul or maybe it matters what i do in life you know yeah yeah totally yeah, so it kind of started, it, it just put me on a path of, of wanting to know things that I've never really given much attention to. Hmm. Yeah. So what did you? Where did that take you after that? Did you go into like religion or try to find out anything? Not really. Um, now, luckily, my, my my dad had had a couple of experiences himself, similar. So I was able to like talk to him about it and. Um, my dad at the time was really exploring religion, but for some reason I wasn't interested at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was, I, I suppose I'd sort of been, um, I don't want to say brainwashed, but influenced by society that religions for fools, you know, there is no God. Yeah. It's, all, it's all rubbish. It's to control the masses and, and it's for weak people who don't understand reality and they're just gripping onto something to make sense of it. Yeah. And, my, and I kind of, you know, I hope you don't hear this, but I kind of view my dad similar. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, what, what are you doing with that religion stuff? And it just wasn't for me. And I didn't explore religion. I didn't pursue that. Yeah. My, my, my kind of, you know, I, I suppose... The religious people I'd encountered up until that point were all like, the answers you're looking for are in these books, they're mm. in these traditions, they're in these set of beliefs. Yeah. But for me, I was kind of like, I'd, 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 I'd just arrived at this knowledge that I'd learn more and I would find my answers by closing my eyes mm. and trying to connect to something, something that I've now experienced, something mm. bigger and, and beyond me, yeah? Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So what happened after that? Where did that take you? Right. So what happened after that? So I started to have more out of body experiences, but they were kind of scary. They were, they were, they were, uh, they weren't pleasant. Okay. Okay. So the next time that it happened, um, it started with this sound, this noise and, I, and it's so hard to explain. So it sounded like it, it was, coming from millions and millions of miles away. So I'd, I'd, I'd just be falling asleep and just in that, uh, they call it the hypnagogic state, don't they, or the hypnagogic state. Um, so I was in this point, I'm, I'm no longer in in uh, deep sleep, or I, I, sorry, I'm, I'm no longer awake and I'm not, I'm neither in sleep either. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just in, in between that, state, yeah. In between state. And, and as I'm in this state, it's so weird. It's almost like I'm not aware of my surroundings. I'm not aware of the environment, but I'm at the same time aware that there's something within me that's awake. Yeah. And in this state, I hear this noise and it just sounds like a, a frequency, a, a humming, a, a tone. Yeah. Like, is it like a high pitched, like buzzing or something? 
I've experienced different uh, pitches. So I've experienced it high, high tone. I've experienced it quite low, and, and yeah, uh, and I've experienced it kind of in the middle. Yeah. Um, but it just starts, just like it's, it's. I can barely hear it, but I'm aware that it's there. And then when I sort of give attention to it, it comes in louder, and it gets louder, and it gets louder. So this tone, this sound, it's almost like. Um, I don't know if, if there are any people watching that are aware of, of music equipment, but the feedback loop that you would get if you walked to, got too close to a, a speaker with a microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like that, but then all of a sudden it would like shoot into my ears and just get louder and louder and louder yeah. till the point that it was like deafening, frighteningly deafening and, and really uncomfortable and yeah. and and, I, and obviously it wakes you up and you're like what is that and and other times there's been like a, a, a sound of rumbling mm. yeah if not thunder mm. um yeah and and uh sounds that i can't really define with words yeah yeah mm. and also like um another sound that comes that i, I try and explain to people is like you know when you're tuning in a radio station mm. and you between between the stations is kind of like <laughs> <laughs> right i know yeah and it's but on on top of these tones on top of this thundering kind of sound and it's just like yeah, yeah. um and and you know as a as a 16 17 year old kid it was a, it was a bit like what you know the f is going on yeah um but at the same time i i, I slip into sleep paralysis so this is happening and I'm now completely awake. I'm now completely aware that I am a being. Yeah, I'm I'm just awake. And then I, I start to get, you know, visual, um, visual perception starts coming back. Right? And I'm looking around the room and I think I need to get out of this. And I try and get up, but I can't. I'm glued. I'm completely paralyzed. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I'm in this state with this noise going on. And I'm just in this kind of, this, this horrible fear, right? And then it's like this surge of energy, electricity maybe, yeah. just starts shooting into me. And it's like, and then I'm shaking like that. And this is all happening very quick. Yeah. yeah? yeah so yeah. from dozing off like that, it's kind of like a, <laughs> and then this paralysis. Yeah, I know it's quite, I can laugh at it now, but at the time it was traumatizing. No, I can imagine. It was like, what is going on? And and now I've learned later in life, as I've researched this stuff, I've learned that this is a, a great place to reach. And there are like Buddhist monks that try for decades to reach this place. Um. You know, uh, this is kind of like, what, what they call the vibrational state, and this is the, the launch pad to mm. one of the experiences. But at the time, I wasn't aware of this, so I'm just like, you know. <laughs> you were like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, you're everyday 17-year-old kid that hasn't done very well at school thinking, well, where am I going with my life? You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> what is happening? And, um, and then, so, so there's this, there's this, um, this sense of impending doom going on, like alien, the aliens have come for me, I'm, I don't know. There's all sorts of crazy thoughts going on in your head, uh, in my head. And then all of a sudden, it was like this, um, this hand just kind of reached into me, grabbed me, and just pulled me. Yeah, and, and I, I'm, I say me, 
not my physical body, yeah. just pulled something out of me. And then I felt this movement, I felt this motion, I felt like I was traveling from one location to another, and I just started to go. Now, as I started to leave the body, these sensations, all of a sudden the paralysis went, uh, all of a sudden the sounds just sort of disappeared, mm. and the, the, a calmness came over me, and like this tranquility came over me, and I just started to go. But again, fear kicked in. You know, it's like yeah, because it's on you. Yeah, I suppose it'd be similar to being kidnapped. Yeah, you're being removed out of your, you know, your comfort zone. Yeah, against your will. You know, mm. and and um and and it, and it really kind of messed me up because then I kind of like spoke to went back to speak to my dad about it. Who again had had these experiences, but he'd never had these kind of ex this this these symptoms this. Um, this I don't really know how to the, the, the transition. Yeah, yeah. the so moving just, out of the body kind of moving out of the body. Yeah, I mean I think he'd had some sensation moving out of the body, but I I can't remember him saying that he'd had this like terror, this fear, this like vibration, this mm. shaking, and it is literally like someone is shaking your bed. Right. You know? Yeah, so that's pretty scary. Felt, yeah. yeah. So I, I've kind of come out of this experience, like, you know, one, and, and when I've come out of the, the body, even though this kind of tranquil calmness has, has come about, mm -hmm. I've still got this, this, this uh, ability to process this stuff and question. So I'm like, what's going on? What, what's happening? Well, oh, no, I don't, I don't like this. Even though I wasn't in this terror and this, 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 this vibrational yeah. chaos, I've still somehow managed to like fight my way back and think, no, I don't want to do it. I'm, well, well, what's going on? Yeah. So then I've sort of come out of this experience, panicking, yeah, and uh, all sorts of crazy questions have then arisen. What, what is that? What is going on? And it was almost like, like I said, I wasn't, I didn't, I don't think I was doing it willfully. Yeah. So what is doing it? Who is doing it? Is there something pulling me out? And if it is, who is it? You know, mm -hmm. who are they? What are they? And why me? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, uh, and then, what kind of happened next is that experience that I've just described began to happen every single night, oh, and sometimes wow. several times, if not bloody ten times a night. Wow. So I'd come back out of this thing all like panicky and, and yeah, sort of really shaken up yeah. by the event, and I think, all oh, right, okay, okay, okay. And I just slowly fall back to sleep and I'm just dozing off. And then again, the tone comes and then it, it all starts again. My and it God, was like, that's, yeah, it's pretty yeah. scary to experience. It, was, it, it really was borderline traumatizing. Yeah, because I started to naturally, I, I, I start questioning, I start asking people, I start speaking to friends. Hey, have you have you ever had this... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this thing happened. <laughs> have you ever like have you ever like been pulled out of your body? <laughs> like what? Did you hesitate to like ask to tell anyone about this? Because it, I guess it does make you seem I mean it sounds crazy when you first tell someone, isn't it? Um no, I mean I was like even though there was a lot of fear going on, there was this this um I'm intrigued. Right, <laughs> whoa. What is this? Because obviously, for the seventeen years up to this point, I've I've developed uh, an understanding of what reality is. 
you know, I, th I think I remember having this weird spiritual experience as a kid. I, I'm not going to it, but I think as a kid, I was kind of open to other stuff. I was, I was, I don't know. I think kids are very perceptive and intuitive, aren't they? And they're not sort of, uh, they've not been shaped by society at this point. Mm, um, yeah, yeah no, you, you did. You did mention that you saw, I think, a dead relative or something, isn't it? At one point. Yeah, kind of. It certainly seemed that way. When I was about 10 years old, it, it was um, more of a loved one, a friend who lived with us for a very long time. Yeah. Not, a word, not a blood relative. Um, and I was very close to this person and I was like really sad when the person died. Um, there was a really weird spiritual experience there when, when uh, we were by this person's deathbed and like his last few words and this person had been suffering with cancer for a long time mm. looked in a lot of pain uh, was was at the moment of death was vomiting blood and was struggling couldn't breathe was suffering and i remember i was sat with my mum and the moment that this person died he kind of like his his his, his awareness fixated onto the other side of the room mm. and like he'd seen someone and his face just like just kind of lit up like that wow. and obviously he was on a bed okay and what's happened then is his head has just started to like go back like that until he's kind of looking right above himself oh, wow. uh, he's led back and he just said the words oh father you've come for me oh. uh, and then just kind of closed his eyes and went and wow. yeah me and my mum were a bit like what was that what was that oh my god Wow, that's powerful. To yeah, witness. yeah. And then a few weeks later, um, I've I've woken up in the middle of the night. And I'm I'm like, in fact, I'm probably young. Looking back, I think I was about seven actually. Hmm. And um, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night, and and there he was at the end of my bed with like a, a big like golden yellow aura around him, oh, just wow. kind of like waving with his beautiful smile. Yeah, and that kind of, I was like both uh, happy but confused. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, stunned, and uh, and and yeah, I, I seem to remember like getting a little bit scared and like just going under my covers, yeah. and then um, yeah, that's right. He, he was waving like that, and then his hand sort of came out, and I, I kind of like closed my eyes, and I, it felt like I felt somebody like just tap my leg, you know. Yeah. And then I again, and it was gone. That kind of experience stuck with me for a long time. Now, listen, mm. I was a seven-year-old kid. I might have been dreaming that. Mm. I might, have, I might, I might, I might have had and still have some kind of like schizophrenia where I'm seeing things that aren't there, hallucinations. You know, I don't write any of this stuff out. I've got to remain open-minded. Yeah. But yeah. for me, it was a very real, profound experience. And I remember, mm. like, I, I remember going to my mum saying. I've just seen Peter, he's not dead, he's, he's still alive, he's not really dead, you know? And she kind of going, oh, shut up, don't be stupid, that, that stuff's not real, you know, he's, he's dead. Like, no, 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 you don't understand. No, listen, we'll, we'll say no more of it, he's dead, <laughs> you know? Yeah, the typical response that we get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then somewhere between that experience and my first out-of-body experience, I, I suppose I switched off from, you know, that that kind of reality i started to like get interested in the physical world yeah you know i started to get addicted to jaffa cakes and ice cream you know what i mean yeah, and I, I like with all the rest of course i had loads of toys and then yeah i went on, i went on my little path and then as a teenager started i found cigarettes 
uh, <laughs> alcohol and girls, and then that was it. The the, the spiritual path was well out the window. And, and it was long gone, yeah. <laughs> long gone, long gone. Mm. Yeah. But it always comes back around somehow, isn't it? And I guess well, yeah. that's what you found. With... Yeah, there's no there's no escaping it. I think. I, I mean, I'm I'm a real believer in uh, the afterlife, mm. uh, and for the want of a better word, God. I mean, I'm, I don't subscribe to any religion. I just kind of use that word. I know there's loads of funky words. This universal consciousness, mm. cosmos, the universe. You know, um, I'm a big fan of a guy called Tom Campbell, who's a, a, a bit of a, an adept in these experiences, and he has this term, the larger consciousness system, which I kind of like. Yeah. And then I buy into that, but yeah, God, some some higher, bigger intelligence that knows what's going on. Mm. And it's slowly introducing itself to us. And I believe that through our own behaviours and conducts, we can get closer to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as a teenager, obviously, it was just, there was this world and in, in, in you just have, you get the most out of it while you're here because you're going to die one day and that's it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah. So did that, um, so what happened after that? Because you, I think you kind of, um, at one point you mentioned to me before that it made you feel quite invincible, didn't it, in a, in a way? That, 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 that came a little bit later. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, what, okay. What think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will get to that. That's what I call the Messiah complex. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll build up to that a bit. So, so, <laughs> so I started to have these experiences, right? And sometimes I would, um, obviously all the while questioning it, you know, is it really happening actually? You know, is, is it, am I, am I just crazy? Yeah. So I'd started at this point, I'd, I'd, well, for a few years I've been writing to music. I was loving playing guitar. I was loving research and studying um, the history of music and all that. And, and I started to experiment with drugs, you know, and I was taking like LSD. And, uh, and then I started, and now I did have uh, my first LSD trip before my first out-of-body experience. So mm. then I started like, trying to link the two, thinking, oh, it's, it's just some mad side effects. You know, this is what happens when you take drugs. This is why they say don't take drugs because it'll <laughs> mess the mind up. Yeah. And my mind's getting messed up. I'm, I'm, I think I can fly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I, I need to stop taking drugs and messing around. But then these, these what I just explained about the, 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 the sort of terror, terrorized, the, the, the horrible night, or the, the fear, the fearful experiences. Now, that, they start to happen every night, all the time, and, and it was horrible. And I believe that I started to like use more drugs and alcohol to try and basically knock myself out. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. So I didn't have to experience this stuff. Mm. Okay, uh, it started to get a little bit scary. And by this point, I was questioning. I was asking loads of people, and and luckily I had one or two mates that had experienced similar things, so I didn't feel as crazy. And this kind of like opened my mind. Like, no, actually, it is real. Mm. Maybe it's not anything to do with drugs. Yeah. And I do believe that drugs can bring these experiences on. And if anyone's watching this who are pondering on giving that stuff a go, that's your choice. Personally, I'd, I'd go with meditation. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that. <laughs> yeah, I would do, but I'm not here to preach. You know, if you're going to go and do it, do it. My advice is do it once, enjoy it, and go and, uh, you know, go and study quantum physics or something. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good story, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
exactly. So, I, so I'm in this. I'm in this state where I'm really confused. I'm, I've no idea what's going on. Uh, it's get. It's a little bit scary because then I start like. Um, I start. I suppose applying or, or projecting my understanding of of religion onto these experiences because I, you know, I went to school. You learn a little bit about religion. So I've got it in my head that like, oh my God, maybe there's some kind of like demonic force like possessing me, trying to get in my body, yeah. you know, and all this weird stuff. So my head's going a bit west at this point. I'm going a bit crazy. So I'm thinking like, smoke loads of weed, drink loads of booze, you know, take some Valium and fucking knock myself out. And I'll be all right. Yeah. It's scary, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, at this point I can imagine... If you have no other explanation and no one to kind of teach you what it is, it's pretty, you just do what you have to do, isn't it, to cut it out, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was in the middle. Part of me was curious and I wanted to find out what it was, what's going on, mm. you know. But then other parts was like, I don't like this. I don't know what's going on. And it's like stepping into the unknown. Mm. And, and, and I'm just thinking it's too much for me to get my head around. And like I say, I'm playing guitar and, now, and, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking just focus on that stuff, you know, I, I don't want to know, I don't want to know, but then I had this experience where, um, so I had a different experience, I remember one night, I've literally just been falling asleep, and there was no kind of crazy symptoms, there was no warning that it was about to come on, it was literally something just grabbed me, and just said, you're coming with us, bang, and I literally shot in the air uh, at light speed, Wow. And I was just travelling at light speed, up and up and up and up, non-stop. And it was like, it was, oh, wow. It was it was phenomenal. And, you know, and, and this is quite weird because obviously um, I don't have a physical body at this point, but it's like I can feel wind in my face. I can feel motion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just going like, yeah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like the best ride of my life. <laughs> It was, yeah, exactly. Uh, like like a roller coaster, but literally light speed. And I'm not I'm not exaggerating here. Yeah. Like a movement, a pace I've never experienced before. And well, clearly, um, and it was and that again was hard to get my head around. Yeah. Um, so what happened? Did you see anything else that that time? Did you? See no, something? no. It was just that that was uh, an experience that wasn't. Uh, there was no visuals involved. And again, as I, the, the further I got away from my body, or the further it felt like I got away from my body, yeah. uh, of apprehension kicked in. And then, you know, in the moment, you're not really thinking of that stuff. You just absorb, absorb in the, 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 the sensations. Yeah. And then also, yeah. like, hang on a minute. I'm, I'm traveling at light speed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and my house must be quite far away right now, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so then this fear kicks in, you know? going on mm. so like snap out of it and then you're on your bed like that oh my god <laughs> i'm really? just traveling at light speed wow yeah. so as soon as so as soon as that fear kicks in it seems like it just snaps you back into your body there like that's it you just cut out of the whole experience yeah. well mm. yeah i mean maybe a certain level of fear because there's all there's all sorts of weird thoughts going on at that point yeah um yeah i mean it's, it's I, I suppose there's a fine well, there's, I don't know about a fine line, but there'll be a there's a distinction between apprehension. Yeah. You know, um, I'm sure there's a better word for it. Yeah. Curiosity and fear. Do you know what I mean? Well, okay, hang on, stop. 
And I'm like, you know, there'll be this kind of like, what is this? Oh my God. And then all of a sudden, like, whoa, what is this? Mm. Come back, no, stop, stop, stop. And, and, and a lot of the craziest thing about this was, or that one of the hardest things to deal with was getting no response, chatting to people about it. And, and nobody, you know, just getting this kind of response of like, ah, oh, mate, listen, I think you need to see someone. <laughs> yeah. I think you need to stop smoking that stuff. You know, listen, are you all right? What's, what's really going on for you? Mm. No, no, listen, you know, I can fly. How did that make you feel? Did you, did you doubt yourself at that point when people were responding in that way? Well, yeah, well, both, yeah. Because people were saying you're crazy. So obviously I go away mm. and I'm, pro- I'm thinking, well, yeah, they might be right. You know, they might be right. Yeah. I don't know. And then what happened? So there was other little experiences. I'd, like, I'd pop my head through the wall then. I'd be like, oh, my God. And I'd come back out. I'd pop my head. I'm like, I'm like well, what's going on here? That wall shouldn't, I should like hit that wall and stop. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. So you're like experimenting with what you can do out of body. Yeah, yeah. yeah slowly having a go. And, 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 and another strange thing was I could always hear. So I remember one night it happening and I could hear the people next door. Mm-hmm. So sort of having a few drinks, my brother and some of his mates. There was music on, you know. So I was kind of aware of both states. And then I remember thinking, this is when I started to realize that um, the environment, the non-physical environment or the, you know, the, the, the other realm, yeah. it, it was kind of thought responsive. So I've come out of body and I'm having this, this was like a bit of a peaceful one. There wasn't much crazy stuff and I'm just having a bit of a float. Mm-hmm. And then I've kind of, um, awareness has come to me, right? So I've got visual perception, right? And, and I can see the wall in front of me. Yeah. I can see the stereo in the corner, the door in the corner. And I'm like, oh, I'm having, a, I'm, I'm out of my body. Oh, right. And then I, I look to the right and, and I think, and I just thought, I wonder if I can get to the top of the cupboard. And as soon as I thought that, I'm moving towards it. Mm. and then a little bit of fear kicked in you know i'm actually on the cupboard now looking around you see your body and you're like what <laughs> <laughs> He's better everything and it's like oh man and then i kind of like i can't get my head around this yeah you know? yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. uh, okay yeah. So, so yeah so as soon as you think something it's like you're there boom there's no like space there's no time or space between you moving to that place you're just there no no in i, I have had that i have had like what what you might think teleporting yeah. yeah so i could think of like you know um the, the bathroom upstairs and bang i'm there yeah okay. but on other occasions there is time and there's a distance i'm i'm floating above my body um i think about the cupboard and there's you know time elapses where i go i travel oh, so you're floating to the cupboard okay yeah right yeah yeah but still in this kind of like sense of confusion perplexity yeah uh, questioning my sanity you know what i mean oh god if 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 i am insane i don't want to be doing i don't want to be over it i want to be in my body (laughs) where i'm like insane do you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. Um, so there's all this weird stuff going on all this confusion and then i started i remember thinking well yeah the experiences are real it's Mm -hmm. definitely happening um that's what you said to yourself yeah, this is what I'm saying to myself, yeah, to sort of combat that I'm crazy or whatever, or I'm possessed, it's like, well, you know, or I'm being abducted by aliens, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, then I started to think, well, yeah, okay, there is an afterlife, there is a soul, and I leave my body when I die, so I must be dying. 
maybe I've got cancer, maybe I've got some kind of illness, maybe the end is nigh. And 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 I'm trying to like say, right, come on, it's time to go now. Oh, no, it's not my time. It's not my time. Normally, these experiences, you you hear these reports of people going out and these spiritual beings saying, it's not your time. Mm. <laughs> but for me, it's yeah. like, I'm running the show at this point. It's not my time. Go away. <laughs> you know? You, you were the boss. <laughs> I'm the boss, right. Yeah, yeah. So here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm this young kid and... and I am, you know, let's not forget that I am experimenting with narcotics by this point. I'm trying, I've tried a few other drugs, you know, I've been smoking opium, I've been sniffing cocaine, I've been experimenting with ecstasy, uh, LFD. So I'm, I'm like, well, yeah, um, this is, I've still got this thing. This must be drugs. You know what I mean? This must be some sort. So, but then that, you've got that crazy place where right, I won't take the drugs, but it happens more. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. In a way, kind of way, the drugs sort of lessen, lessen the amount of times. Now, I have had experiences when I've gone out and I've gone to bed really, really drunk. Mm. Yeah, high. And I've had experiences where I've come out of my body or been pulled and I'm like being bounced around the room like a pinball in a pinball machine. Mm. And I'm trying to see things and it's all hazy and blurry. And, That's and with drugs. Is that when you've taken drugs? Yeah, it's almost like um, when I'm drunk in the physical mm. realm, yeah. I go out there drunk. My consciousness is hazy. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I'm, I'm, I, there's not much clarity. But when I'm having a little period of time away from all that stuff and I have an out-of-body experience, it's more of a clearer experience. It's more mm. uh, coherent. I'm more coherent. I can comprehend it all better. I can, uh, I can see things better, yeah? But I'm mm. still in place at this point. What is going on? And then one day, I had this experience where I have found myself, it's quite, it was weird how this happened. So I've shut out of my body, but I've, I've found myself looking down at my house. Um, I'm looking in another room. I can somehow see through the wall, even though I'm, I'm a, well, the roof of the house. Yeah. And I can see um, some people in this room. Now I know for a fact that they weren't there when, um, when, I, when I, I got home, I got home alone. I remember thinking, this is strange. There's nobody in but me. How can they be there? And again, a little bit of apprehension has brought me back to my body. And I thought, that's weird. So if I go into that room and they are there, then I know that they are there before I know they are there. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you've seen them in, in, your, in your body, in your non-physical body, yeah. Non-physical body, third eye, for the want of a better word. Mm. So I've, I've like woke up and thought, right, if they are there, I knew they were there before I've seen them being there. Yeah, so that's proof that you really did see them, basically. For me, that has verified it. So I've gone into the next room, and they were there. And I'm like, oh my god! So I've just like, I've literally like walked in and walked out. <laughs> and, and, and just I, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I've just got in my bed, and I'm just like, oh my god, this shit is real. Sorry, excuse the excuse the yeah, language. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean. That was like, I'm not insane, I'm, I'm not dying, I'm not crazy, I am having out-of-body experiences, it's on. It's definitely, definitely for real. And then, and then it's like, kind of weird then, walking around streets, looking at other people, do these people know? You know, what, what is this world? Who, who's in the know? <laughs> like, didn't have this big secret yeah yeah, yeah. And, and but then it was a bit like um 
I'd been rejected and ridiculed that often that I'd lost I'd lost faith in talking about it, you know? Yeah. So with girlfriends, girlfriends like leave, oh, I can't handle this guy, he's too much. <laughs> and uh, and and you're just kind of feeling very lost in the world. No, you know, yeah. What, it's yeah, what's my place in it? Hmm. No, it's a really and it's yeah. And it's really sad that, you know, you can't actually connect with anyone on that level and can get can speak to anyone about it. Because yeah. yeah, at this point, people are just thinking this is crazy, like you, you the, like your mental kind of thing, isn't it? Exactly. But the other thing, like what you touched on at the beginning, and and the little biography you read about me, what I didn't realize was happening at this time was addiction was starting to get its hold on me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So really, I suppose I was at a crossroads where I could pursue this spiritual path, explore it, you know. But by this time, like uh, my musical sort of exploits have taken me into um, being in a band. I'm writing music with my pals. And we're starting to get some recognition. We're starting to get semi-successful. We're starting to get a big fan base. We're starting to be, you know, lads about the town. Yeah. We're starting to be well-known. Uh, I'm starting to get loads of female attention. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like loads of like free drugs being put out on the table. So I'm getting sucked into this party lifestyle. Yeah. yeah sucked into these like physical carnal desires. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm getting taken away by that. But then every now and then there'd be this out of body experience. And I and and I kind of um kind of always knew that I should be focusing on that and not this mm. you know, chasing success, yeah. chasing fame. Because that's what we would ultimately we were out there trying to get the record deal. We'd spend hours in a in a studio writing music, going out gigging everywhere. Mm. And we were chasing uh recognition and fame and fortune. Yeah. Yeah, that, sort of material lifestyle, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, th- I think I think if uh, if the Buddha was here now or, or or Jesus Christ, he'd say, "Look, you know, you're not going to have these spiritually enlightened experiences while you're getting smashed every night, and you you do you know what I mean? Staying up for days on end, like getting drunk and taking drugs, you know? Yeah, all that stuff behind. Stop chasing success. Stop chasing money, and come here." You know, as it says in some uh, scriptures, be still and know that I am God, you know, and, and just basically close your eyes and meditate and there's a better life, you know? Yeah. A, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I didn't want to know that. I was like, no, no, rock and roll. Come <laughs> on. Yeah. I want to be the cool kid. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what happened next? When was the kind of turning point for you oh, oh well tell me a little bit more about the experiences because i think you mentioned you had some you had a few you had a few really good experiences didn't you um right. at what yeah. happened like at which point did that happen right so 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 the next thing the next it was kind of like that for a while i've had i've had the epiphany i've had the verification right this stuff's real blah 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 and i've kind of gone about my life for a bit it's been quiet for a few years you know i've never really practiced it i've never thought can I do this? Yeah, I've never really thought, shall I, can I bring it on? For me, it was just something that was happening to me. It was just occurring, like, yes, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. the question did arise, I wonder if I can actually do it, can I control it? Mm. Uh, another thing I found, when I was out of my body, it was very hard to control, it was very hard to, do you know what I mean? I suppose it's like when a baby's trying to learn how to walk, you know, they try and they get a few steps and they fall on the face. Yeah. And, and that, it's very similar when you're out of body trying to navigate it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, because everything know. happens through thought, isn't it? Like you said before, like you mentioned, everything is thought based rather than 
um, sort of physically, physical action based. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I sit here now today after like, you know, a few decades popping in and out of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I sometimes wonder if there is such a thing as a spontaneous, involuntarily, involuntary out of body experience. I'm wondering, has my curiosity as a child or when I first heard about the out of body experience, have, have I somehow planted deep, deep inside me in my subconscious mind some kind of like desire and intention to learn about life, to experience more? And, and to open myself up to this so the jury's out for me on that one i don't know i don't have the answer i've I no idea but um so yeah so, sorry you'll find out eventually i guess yeah 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 absolutely surrender to it yeah? yeah so so a few years later what's happened is is the rock and roll lifestyle's got a little crazy a little too much i've thought right i need to, to go back to my mum's move moving and just just basically detox myself and just get away from the, the madness for a bit yeah? yeah um so i've gone back to my mum's to kind of like dry out and say right i need i need some time away from all that what i need to do is stop drinking so much stop taking so many drugs mm-hmm. and focus on um evolving my guitar skills and write some new music yeah because mm-hmm. uh, my money's run out you know uh, I've annoyed that girlfriend. She's left me for me mate, and you know life's gone a bit wobbly. So I need to sort myself out, mm. uh, and I was doing, and, and and it was all right. Life was cool, and I was feeling okay in myself. And I've gone for an afternoon nap, and then I have had an out of body experience, and this is the most profound out of body experience I have ever had in life. Um, I just dozed off on the bed. And I felt myself rise up. I just felt myself lift out. Now there was no violent. No, I'm pulling you out of your body or anything like that. No, no, no pull, no noise, no paralysis, no vibrations, no bed shaking. Yeah, I just found myself floating up and up and up. But it was a nice sort of mellow pace. Yeah peaceful calm pace and I was just going up and it just felt so nice like it it was like something was on my face like wind blowing and it just it honestly this you know I had some wonderful experiences in life some wonderful experiences with like narcotics and whatnot wonderful experiences with friends and people being on stage performing your music to large audiences and getting loads of recognition some really sort of stimulating experiences, but nothing in the world has ever come close to this, 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 this feeling of utter freedom, liberation, peace, um, and this kind of connection to, I don't know, it's, it's like you, you join this like cosmic consciousness, this, this ultimate, yeah, and I'm going up and up and up, and it just feels like, I suppose love is, is a good, human word to, yeah. to actually to put to it yeah, yeah. and uh, and you, i just felt so safe so secure so yeah. beautiful so just like oh man just yeah just nice yeah so i'm going up and up yeah. and up and up and uh and there's no visuals at this point mm. okay i'm just it's just all kind of like tactile just this this like wind blowing in me but obviously you know, if I lifted you up, you would feel motion. You would feel your body going up. You'd know that you were going up. 
Yeah. And I'm yeah. like in this state of mind where there's like, I'm, I'm going somewhere, but I don't care. I don't, I'm not, there's, there was no fear whatsoever. Mm. I'm like, I don't want this to stop. This is so my, totally different to any, any of the previous experiences you've had before. Yeah. Totally different. Totally different. And I think that, I think that the, the, I think the, the major difference was, was that there was no fear and there was no, you know, worry about how far away from my body I'd got and, and I did not want it to stop and I'm going up and up and up and up and uh, and then you know after a while I thought I wonder what it looks like out here so I just said to myself open your eyes you know um, and I've, I've, I've opened my eyes and and as I've opened my eyes I've kind of I'm, I'm already looking at something right yeah. now this is really this is really hard to explain it's like it's like a being, right? But in a, you know, when a, a diver dives off a diving board and the head kind of is touching the knees, yeah? The, so they kind, of like, kind of fold in half, yeah? So say that's your body, the yeah. head round to the knees. Ah, like okay, yeah. yeah? Mm -hmm. Like a diver yeah. would dive off a diving board. And they kind of like, they've got their arms out, literally like they have just dived off a diving board. And it, this being was like rotating like that and I can't really explain it, it was like a wheel and okay. I'm just like looking at it going what is that <laughs> like, it, was a, it was a being like it was it, a it, it wasn't it was a, it was something else it was an entity right now at the, at the time I can just see it's like weird blurry not blurry this weird shape yeah. moving mm. right. oh, that is so weird what is that mm. and um I just, I just, I just remember just being locked into it, and I wasn't really bothered about what was going on. I wasn't bothered about how far away from my body was. I was just like mesmerized, like, "What is that?" Because I've, I've come to realize that I can't see my bedroom, I can't see the street outside, I can't see my house. Yeah. yeah? Um, I'm now in a different world. Yeah. Yeah. I've had experiences where I can see the sky, where I can, where I've looked over the planet. Do you know what I mean? And whatnot, and I've seen space. Yeah, the stars in the sky, but this, I'm somewhere else completely, yeah. right? Um, and it was almost like it was just like, I, I use the word oceanic a lot. It's almost like if I was deep in the ocean, it's all, it was like a nice turquoise green colour and it was all wavy and flowy and it was just like, I suppose, smoky and misty, but it was green. Do you know what I mean? The, I've never been in an environment where the whole surrounding is just green, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm floating up, and plus I noticed that there were these like weird tubes kind of everywhere, like with other like entities floating around inside these tubes, like they were going through portals into. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and it and 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 I didn't feel like overwhelmed with this. It was this is why it was so different. And I'm just going like locked onto this thing, and I, and, I, and I just got this sensation, this this feeling, or this thought. It's taking me somewhere. I'm following it. Wherever it's going, I'm following it, yeah? Mm -hmm. So there was no fear this time. You were just kind of allowing yourself to be taken or following it, like you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was just, I was just going with the experience. I'd completely surrendered to it. Mm. I wasn't fighting. I wasn't thinking about my body. I wasn't worrying about whatever, you know? I was just going with it. Mm. And I was just quite enjoying trying to work out what this thing was and it was just now the other thing about it was it, it was I could see the outline of it but it was kind of transparent it's weird at the same time I could see through it 
Okay. Very sorry. I'm, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> then I've kind of like, it's kind of hit me. I'm going to, mean, I've been moving here for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I appear to not be on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, ooh, right. And I'm going somewhere. And, and I seem to have trusted this thing to take me there. Yeah. And then a little bit of fear kicked in. And I just remember saying, like, a bit of, like, oh, actually, what is going on here? You know, I suppose my rational mind's got in the way. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, I've, my, my, my logical processing has, has kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just, said, yeah. Yeah. So I've just said to myself, stop. Right? And I did. And I just stopped. And I was suspended in the air, free floating. Yeah. But the crazy thing was, was the second that I stopped, it stopped. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so then I'm like, whoa, this thing is like synced into me. This thing can hear my thoughts. Yeah. This thing knows that I've stopped. It's like we're, we're connected. And then I'm like, whoa, you know, now I'm, fear isn't the right word, just, I don't know. Like, oh, or something, isn't it? Just like, oh, yeah, that's the word. Just <laughs> mesmerized. So was it like a knowing you just knew that you were instantly synced? Was there a question in your mind? Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe it did that by accident. No, I don't know. You just knew it. No, yeah, yeah. There was no question. The moment I said stop, we both stopped. Mm -hmm. and, there, and there was this moment where we were like, I was just frozen. No, I don't mean frozen like when you're, when you're scared. Mm -hmm. Just I just stopped because I affirmed to myself that I was stopping. Yeah. Uh, and and just as this moment, it's almost like we're, we're we're eyeing each other out. It's almost like we're, you know, all right. Well, you make the next move, and he's like, well, no, you make the next move. You know what I mean? And it's just <laughs> like we were weighing each other up. Yeah. And then what's happened is it's kind of rotated backwards, so it's still in this weird shape, like this arms arms kind of spread out, and and its its head kind of. Cause it was like a, a humanoid form. Yeah. Like an energy being yeah 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 okay so very free-flowing not not sort of having like a very physical body dense like us more yeah. energetic yeah you could see through it and it was kind of like there was a bit of movement to it um just something i've never seen before basically like it wow. yeah i suppose energy being is the best words that i could describe it it's mm. rotated all the way back and then it's kind of opened itself up. So it's now stood like, I suppose like if you imagine the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, it's in that kind of shape. It's now opened, right, it's rotating right to me. Yeah. Like opened itself up like that. And it's literally got about one foot away from my face, right? And it's right before me now. Wow. Yeah, it's right here. And I'm just like that. Again, no, no sense of, no threatening. Mm. I didn't feel in danger. Yeah. And and it, I could see the outline of its head, like you can see mine. But again, it was still this kind of like this energy, multicolored kind of. So I can't, I can't really. Yeah. Word it. Yeah. I, and I, I can see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, almost like moving fluids in a way, quite fluid. Fluid. Yeah. fluid. That's mm. a good word. Yeah, yeah. Like lots of these fluids, and um, but it was almost like I could see like an outline of 
Uh, I suppose, you know, when people go skiing and they wear them funky ski masks? Yeah. yeah so I could sort of make an out, outline of like an eyes or something, right? Okay. Uh, but they weren't human eyes. It wasn't like anything where you'd send like a... Uh, yeah, yeah. It just looked very weird, right? And, and it basically, as it got right close to, to me, yeah. I just... The only way I can explain this is I received... I received um, a message off it. It was like a telepathic message. And it just, it just basically planted, it just said to me, right? I don't want to say it said to me because it didn't say anything to me. It yeah. transmitted to me. Yeah. Right? It's so hard to explain. I just received this communication. Yeah. And it basically said, do not be afraid. Wow. And that was it. Oh, wow. That's all it's, that's all you received in your mind. Just do not that's be afraid. all received. Yeah. Or something like that. Don't be afraid. Do not fear it. And 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 uh, and I was just like gobsmacked. <laughs> wow! And then a bit of fear did kick in. It was too much to take at this point. Yeah. Where am I? What what is going on? Where am I? And what is this? What am I? Who am I? Yeah. You know. All and these then, yeah. Yeah, and a little bit of fear kicked in, and I just literally, I don't know how I did this, but I I sent I transmitted one back. And and I just said, uh, or I didn't say, I, I, I thought, mm. I know it was him, I just said, it's not my time. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like it's my time. Uh, yeah. I, I thought I've got a choice here. I go with it and I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I see where it takes me. But it was like I said, it all got a bit overwhelming at that point. Yeah. So you, yeah. you thought you were dying, basically. Is that what you thought? Is that why you said? Um, no, no, I don't think. I, th- I, I, I sensed that it wanted to take me somewhere and show me stuff. Oh. But I was just too much. It was too much to to compute. Yeah. I suppose, I suppose I got in the way. Do you know what I mean? Really. I, I and I've kicked myself over the years. I thought, I wonder what would have happened if I just said, "Yeah, all right. I won't. I won't be afraid. Let's go." Yeah. You know, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so in a, in the moment, I I kind of said to it, it's. It's not me. It's not for me right now, or it's not my time. I can't remember. Yeah. Um. I just, I was just led in my bed, with my eyes open, back back to where I started. Oh, there was wow. no kind of like opening my eyes. There was no shock or or jumping up like there had been so many times. I was just on my bed like that, and I've just like come out of this. Oh my god, what has gone on? Wow, that quick. So you literally, you just, you just appeared back on your bed, kind of. Yeah, I was just back in my bed. The moment I sort of said, you know, wow, or whatever, I said to it, bang, okay, no worries, in your own time. That's crazy. So mm. what did you, what did you try to make out of this experience? Did you speak to anyone about it or try to kind of yeah. figure out? Yeah, 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 I did, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, for a while, it, <laughs> I, you know, I had to process it myself. Yeah. Uh, and I remember being just like I'd just been touched by God. Can't explain it. You know, fear about certain things. It changed me. It absolutely changed me. Mm. Uh, how did it change me? Just them worries. You know, I suppose at this point, I was probably at the age of about 22. Yeah. Yeah. So the worries about death, the worries about 
you know, I suppose I went through school and, and I, I sort of left school thinking I'm a bit of a failure, I've messed up, I'm not good enough, mm. I'm not worth it. A lot of that stuff had gone. I just felt at one with myself. I felt I felt ready to take on anything, you know. So like I said, I got back to living at my mum's house because I wanted to like learn more guitar. And I thought, yeah, let's just take that on. I can, you know, go and make it famous in a rock and roll band easy. You know what I mean? Let's just go do that. I can do what I want. You know, I'm free. I'm, I'm touched. I've been touched by the spirit, you know? <laughs> and yeah. then, and crazily, right, I remember thinking, and this is like, this is the nature of, of an addict, okay? I remember thinking, ah, it doesn't even matter if I die because there is no death, yeah? There yeah. will be friends, there will be friends waiting for me when I die. Mm. It's all right out there. So it doesn't matter if I die, so I can take loads of drugs. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. and then, uh, then my life went like that. Oh. <laughs> I went out and lived the rock and roll lifestyle harder, more crazier, more insane than I ever have. Oh, wow. So I almost took it down the other path that you kind of wanted to get out of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See a lot of people online that have these experiences and they go and become a better person, they go and work for charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you went <laughs> the other way. <laughs> the other way. Yeah. I mean, it's an experience, isn't it? Why I mean, I guess on some level they say that really there is no good or bad. This everything is an experience. So um yeah. Wow, that's quite so was it were you at that so at that point you knew you know you knew that you weren't making this up, you knew it wasn't a dream or you weren't just kind of hallucinating or anything like that. You knew that it wasn't down to the drugs because at that point you hadn't taken any drugs for like yeah. some time. And and even before that, even before that, I found that the more experience the experience happened more when I was dry and I wasn't under the influence. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say it wasn't a side effect exactly yeah but by, by now it was it was no there's there's a spirit world there's an astral plane mm. you know, physical reality whatever terms you want to use yeah I access it or i have accessed it yeah, yeah. Mm. and that tells me that by this point the, the the main sort of thing that the um the main interpretation i've taken away from it all was or the the, the understanding that i'd arrived at was i can exist without my body Mm, so you, yeah so you're yeah. invincible basically in a way <laughs> you, yeah, you know yeah. so that's where this started to the foundations of my invincibility started to be laid so <laughs> that was, i just remember thinking i don't need this body to exist yeah so what does that mean? So, yeah so you were sure at this point that yes there is more than this physical reality okay so so how okay so you went into the path of rock and roll and everything you lived that life then what happened right so so through through all that experiences were still happening spontaneously from time to time yeah. just very rarely now at this point i've kind of i didn't feel i wanted to go and pursue it you mm. know looking back i should have gone and bought some books you know and, and gone and research it and gone and learn how to do it at will and but by this point i was like I'm not that bothered. I've had this beautiful experience. You know, I want to go and live life and I want to go and have yeah. fun. And, and yeah, yeah, so I don't know why I wasn't. There, there was always that little question popping up. Oh, I wonder if I can do it. Yeah. 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 Um, 
it's almost like you had some unfinished business, isn't it? Before you, before you continued on your spiritual journey, it's almost like you said in a way, Oh, well, let me, let me just, let me just live a little more, you know, let me just kind of. Absolutely. That's yeah. exactly what I felt like, you know, I thought, well, that spiritual thing, that spiritual path is always going to be there. Yeah. I'll be there for the rest of my life. I can pursue that at any point. I suppose I can only sort of pursue this dream while I'm young in the here and now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, when I get to like 60, 70, I can't be going. I mean, that's not true. You know, there are plenty of musicians. C6 Steve was an old guy when he made it. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of thinking, I can go and do that spiritual stuff another time. It's all right. Yeah. And then I went on this path. And again, by this point, addiction, even though I'd managed to get like a few weeks away from it all, addiction, looking back now, I think addiction grabbed me when I was like 15, 16. Yeah. yeah, it would just be it's progressive and it just you know sometimes you can stop, uh, but you don't always stay stopped, always go back. And for me, this was the thumbs up. Well, it doesn't matter if, if drugs because that was the big thing, I shouldn't take drugs because they might kill me. Yeah, and I thought, well, they can't kill me, I can't die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, pretty brave, a brave way to, to, to live. Yeah. But yeah, that was my mindset. Looking back now, it's a it's a very deluded, you know, <laughs> unhealthy mindset to have. And luckily, you know, I can sit here now and laugh about it. I've seen tragedy and trauma with drugs. I've I've I've, I've seen friends die. You know, um, it, I've seen families be torn apart. Addiction is no laughing matter, and it's it's terrible. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, and and it and, it, and it, it did take my mental health from me, and it, it took a lot more from me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've kind of seen both sides of the coin, haven't you, with um, the addiction stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's, you know, in the early days, I loved it. It gave me everything I wanted. It was like, I was getting into music. I was like, love, peace, man, you know. Mm. You know, Woodstock, hippies, woo, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, was, you know, free love, you know. But when it gets you and you can't stop, that's, it's, a, it's a different animal altogether. Yeah, and yeah. That, is where I was heading. I didn't know it at the time. And so for the next seven or eight years, that was that was my life. And 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 I slipped further and further and further. I got thousands and pounds in debt because of drugs. I lost so many jobs. I lost uh good friendships. Uh I, I lost like I looking back I oh man, some of my ex-girlfriends are like absolute angels. Do you know what I mean? And looking back now I'm like, oh bloody hell what the what you know, and I've, I've ruined all that. I lost, like, um, my home on several occasions. Mm. I had to sell my car. I had to sell my guitars. I had to sell all my equipment. Uh, I've had to beg for money for food. You know what I mean? It, it, I really did, like, slide. Really, like, hit rock bottom with that, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and beyond. Yeah. Um, I even I got that ill. Because then I started to lose touch with reality. Like, uh, drug addiction started to affect me psychologically big time yeah because mm. as well I, I used to always like talk to people about the out-of-body experiences all in my in the nightlife in the clubs in the bars you know in the music venues and no one had ever really heard of it yeah. you know the odd few people mainly ones that were open to buddhism or meditation like oh yeah i've heard about that yeah. but it was very very few and far between i would say possibly about two or three percent of people I spoke to were open-minded and after after such a profound experience like the one I just explained mm. I, I wanted 
I wanted to enlighten the world, you know, like, oh my God, listen, you know, spirits yeah. exist, mm -hmm. there is more, listen, mate, uh -huh. you're living in this fear and you don't need to, you know, you don't need drugs to be happy, yeah, you know, look at you, you don't need to be drinking, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of like a little bit deluded with it all and I was, uh, I had dead long hair and I was like trying to be a rock god. Yeah, I mean, yeah, talking about something like this in a club, hmm, probably not the best idea, I can imagine. Yeah, so people were still like, oh, you want to stay away from that guy, he's a bit off the rails and he doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not right, it's not right in the head, you know. Mm -hmm. To be fair, th there was an element of truth because I was always stoned. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so what happened with your experiences at this point? Were you st so you were still having spontaneous ones, but did they get... Um, did you see anything else again? Did you see any more beings? Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. So, um, not for a long time, it was just, in fact, it, the, the, the OBEs did stop for quite some time. Mm. Okay. Um, and I wasn't that, I wasn't really that bothered about pursuing it. I was more bothered about this lifestyle that I was living. Um, and I'm just trying to remember what happened next. So, I remember, I remember trying to impress this girl, saying, oh, listen, you know, um, there's more to life than you think, you know, you need to like, come have a look at this and, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, she, she wouldn't buy it. She was like, no, you're talking rubbish. You can't fly. You can't leave your body. You're not, <laughs> you're not communicated with spirits. And well, I'm like, no, no, listen, listen, you know. <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it kind of backfired, you know, because she thought I was an absolute fruit loop. But I remember, I remember saying, well, listen, why don't we go to the library and we'll find a book on it? And she's like, right, okay, go on then, go on then. Oh, wow, uh, she actually went for it, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. She took the bait, yeah. And, um, and I went to the library and I said to the librarian, have you got any books on out-of-body experience? She typed me computer she went, what? <laughs> out-of-body, she's like, no, sorry. All oh, right. Try astral projection. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> so then I, I kind of become determined to find a book. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and I did. Eventually, I did find one. I found this book by a guy called Sylvan Muldoon, and, and I'd recommend it to anyone. Um, I don't now believe everything that's in that book, but it, it, it's, he, I think Sylvan Muldoon was possibly, from my research, the kind of the pioneer of, of like, um, analysis. Mm. What's his full name? Sylvan, S-Y-L-V-A-N, oh. Muldoon, Sylvan Muldoon. So from my research, all the literature before this was in line with, I suppose, um, like Gnostic stuff, mm. philosophy, you know, like Blavatsky. Um, yeah. It, it was all like spiritual kind of stuff. They were sort of saying, yeah. this is the actual, this is what it is, this is what you must do, blah, blah, blah. Where Sylvan Muldoon was a bit like me. He was like, whoa, what is this? Mm. And he was kind of like, from an objective standpoint, questioning it, like trying to, trying to get meaning out of it. And I got a lot of comfort out of that book, you know? Yeah. I felt like I found someone who understood, who, who could help me. Cause all, all this time, I've been out there on my own trying to um, understand this. 
yeah totally it makes a huge difference isn't it when you finally find something that is like yes that explains it yeah some answers some answers yeah mm. so i started to read this book and uh, towards the end of the book he starts giving techniques on how to induce it right to bring okay. it on willfully yeah so that was the next sort of stage in my development my my my, my progression and I, I, I took on some of these suggestions and I induced it for the first time. I induced it and I, I came out of my body okay. and, and by my own volition, you know? So I, I laid on the bed and I, I did these techniques and I found myself rise up and I, and I, I managed to like, um, yeah, so I'm just trying to see if you can see my hands right. So I've basically come out of the bed like that mm. and I've managed to like stand at the end of the bed. Yeah. Uh, on the floor, and I thought, whoa, I'm out, I'm doing this, okay, turn around, I can see my body, I'm like, whoa, 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 this is amazing, I'm doing this, and I'm trying to, just just trying to navigate it, trying to get used to the the motion, the movement, yeah, I thought, right, okay, now by this point, I know that I can, uh, you know, defy the laws of physics and travel through walls, yeah, right, <laughs> so I thought, yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> So I, th I thought, all right, go through that wall and see what's in there. So I've gone through into the next room, and and I knew the next room was my flatmate's bedroom. Yeah. I noticed that he's in bed, right? And I've just I've just felt past. Oh shit! I'm I'm kind of invading this man's privacy, and all of a sudden, this my moral compass kicked in. Mm. I thought, oh, I shouldn't be in his room. Mate. I'm I don't you know who knows what he's doing in there. I, 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 this is this is not right. Yeah. So I kind of like shook out of it and I came out of it. Mm. But that was like a bit of a game changer, that. Wow. So it made you realise that you can actually control it yourself now. Yeah. So, so now my mind, I've been open up to a load of new other ideas. Okay. Mm. So. It's like it opened Pandora's box, didn't it? Absolutely. And this is where the Messiah complex started to kick in a little bit. I'm like, oh my God, I can do this when I want. Yeah. Yeah, wow, I, I have the power, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, I am the operant power, yeah? Mm. Okay. Now... Well, in a way, yeah, that's because you are controlling. Yeah. yeah, so this is where I've started questioning, where I've started thinking, have I had all these alleged, alleged spontaneous ones, have I actually been controlling it? Uh, yeah. You know, because Muldoon started to introduce me to the notion of consciousness and, and the different layers of consciousness, and I started to think... And he was talking about, uh, I think he says somewhere, the fundamental law of astral projection is the subconscious will. Mm. So if you, if you think about this experience long enough in your conscious mind, mm. right, yeah. it will eventually become a part of your subconscious mind. Yeah. So subconscious mm. desire, this subconscious will, is how you bring it on at will. It gets so strong yeah. that, that when you go into that meditative state, you can then tap into that and, and bring that. So I can't remember it, it'll word it. It's been a long time since I read it, but yeah. so I started to like learn about consciousness. And mm. the first time I heard the word consciousness was through Muldoon, oh, and I started to like think, "Wow, wow!" And it, but again, so my, my Messiah complex is building at this point. Mm. I've already sort of developed it a little bit because I'm the only guy in town that's, that's aware of this stuff. Yeah. yeah, and has experienced this stuff, and now I know I can do it when I want. So what does that mean? Yeah, 
Yeah. Now the thing is, at this point in my life, drug addiction had started. I'd started to slip down the ladder here. Mm. Okay. So I'd started to basically do things against my morality. Like uh, um, there were times when I I was having severe withdrawals. Yeah. And, uh, okay. At this point, you were kind of really much under the influence of drugs. And... Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Without a doubt. Um, and it it moved from a habitual desire to take drugs to a need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I was like, when I wasn't high or under the influence of alcohol, I was uh, withdrawing. I was like, I needed. Do you know what I mean? So what happened after that? You were in this place for a while, and then what kind of made you think, oh, like I need to, I need to do something to get out of this addiction. Mm. The addiction. Yeah. Right. Well, it was an out of body experience, I suppose. So mm. now I've started. Well, like I say, the Messiah complex started to kick in, and I started to think, you know, what, what, how can I use this out of body experience to benefit me? So I started to have all sorts of corrupt thoughts. Right? Mm. I know what I can do. I can spy on people. Yeah. Yeah. I gather information and you know because I was in a desperate place. Like yeah. I said, the times where I'd like mm. uh, I'd beg people for money so I could feed myself. You know, I got really, really ill. So I was in desperation. You were, yeah, in a real. You know, I'm, I'm now living on the survival level. Mm. How can I survive in this world? Drugs had, had, by this point, stripped a lot off me. Obviously, all the physical, material stuff, mm. but more, more than anything else, my dignity, yeah, mm. my, my ethics, my values, yeah, which weren't always the best, to be honest, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. now they weren't good at all. So I'm, I'm then starting to think, I know, I can use this gift for me. Yeah. yeah? Mm. Yeah, so you see people out there like I've I've come to learn later in life that you can use this gift to heal people. Yeah, there's a lot more you can do that you can use it to help people, enlighten people. But I, that, they weren't my thoughts. Yeah, I had this big master plan, right, of of, of moving down to London. Uh, you know, getting around where all the politicians and the big bankers sort of hang out, go and spy on them. You know, write a letter to a politician. I know you were with Mary last night. Oh. You know, drop 10 grand to this address or I'm going to lift the lid. Oh. And that's where my mind was going. And I was running on this. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, this is pretty much God. the only thing you're concerned about right now is just how to survive and get more drugs. Yeah, Yeah, basically. It's exactly what it was, yeah. So I'm then full of this kind of like, I've become this dark person with, 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 with not nice intentions. Yeah. I wanted to harm people, yeah, and I wanted to like destroy people's lives to 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 get loads of money out of them, basically. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 where my thinking was taking me. Yeah. yeah. So what happened with the um that out of body experience that you said? So I had this out of body experience, right, and um, so I, I've basically fallen asleep on the couch, mm-hmm. and I have I have um, found myself out of my body. And I'm just like hovering above the couch. Now I've looked to the end of the couch and there's about seven or eight faces, right? And in, in like a semicircle. Mm. Now, the way I can describe it, you know, like a deck of playing cards. Yeah. Right. So you know the king. 
Yeah. Right. So they look, they look, it looked like eight kings from from a deck of playing cards. They were like all, wearing them old kind of um, medieval kind of clothes, you know. Um, oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. looked like these these ancient beings. Yeah. About eight of them. They all looked very serious. Mm. So, and they were just looking at me. Now the thing is, they didn't. It was just like heads and shoulders below. It was like there was no nothing below. It was just like it kind of yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, okay, so they were like these eight floating heads almost, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, yeah, because that's the, um, from what I've heard, when people describe when they see spirits, that's kind of what, how they describe, they have no body or they have a yeah. sort of see-through body. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So they, they were just there, right? And I'm just like, whoa, you know, I'm excited. But I'm, I'm, I'm high, I'm out of my face at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm still now, I've had enough out-of-body experiences to know when I'm in that state. Yeah. yeah? Mm. But I knew that I was in the OBE state. So I'm just like floating around and I've like, you know, I've, 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 I've honed in on these beings. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, whoa. Oh. You know, I've not seen these guys before. <laughs> and, uh, and one of them has started like the centre one, the one in the middle, has kind of left the pack and started to approach me. And it started to like come down like the side of my legs and it's like got right close to me yeah. and it's about here at this point now all the while while this has been happening when i've from the moment i've come out of body mm. i've been aware of a presence in the corner of the room i've known that there is someone else overseeing all this mm. okay, and watching and, and you so pre pre previously to that or just in that um, moment just in that kind of just in that experience okay. I'm not saying like when I was sat having my breakfast in, in the morning ah, okay. from the moment I've come out of my body and I've and I've realized I'm out of my body mm. and I'm aware that there are these faces at the end of the couch yeah I'm also aware and I don't know how because I didn't really see I was just aware of an energetic presence okay. in the corner of the room and as my head is so, like I said, one of these beings has left the pack mm. and it's starting to come down the side. And as I've sort of, my head has followed it, like down the side of my leg, past my knee, you know, down the side, I've like seen this being now in the corner of the room. We just stood there observing yeah. and they're just watching. And, I, and this face has come to about here, right? And I remember thinking, wouldn't it be really scary if that face went really scary? <laughs> right? and and hey ho you know it, it went really yeah it changed it was like so have you ever seen indiana jones and the temple of doom y yeah yeah no no sorry indiana jones and the raiders of the lost ark one of the one of them i've seen i can't remember which one but yeah, yeah. okay so, <laughs> so for, for anyone who's watching this there's this there's this film indiana jones and they find the ark of the covenant and they open the ark and all these spirits come out, and it's all beautiful, but then they turn like demonic, they turn like, ah, like, and that is what it was like. It was just a normal face, and it just, it just changed form into this like, ah, like this horrible, like, oh, horrible, wow. demonic thing. And I felt a fear like I have never felt in my entire life, right? It absolutely, I absolutely, like, oh, it was horrible. Yeah, and I and then but what has happened is as this has happened, 
yeah. this, this other being from the corner of the room has just shot over to me. Okay. And just, um, I, it's just kind of gone through this face and this face has just puffed and disintegrated into nothing. And so now I'm face to face with this other being. Okay. And I'm like obviously traumatized by this thing. And, and the most weirdest thing happened, and I don't know what this means, and I don't know what it was, but this, this, um, this being is just like lifted its hand up, and it had this kind of like blue crystal in its hand, this beautiful glowing blue crystal. And, um, and it just this beautiful shining light, and it just, it just held its hand out and reached, like offered it to me. Okay. And, and as I grabbed it, I just all of a sudden back on the couch with my eyes open in my physical body, just like, whoa, shit, what was that? Oh my God. So now I'm just like. That's insane. Yeah, it, it really is. Now, I'll tell you what is insane, right? <laughs> um, a few months leading up to this event, I'd got, I'd got to know this girl who she, she owned this shop. She was like a bit of a hippie chick. She was like, Mm. you know sold the candles and all the joysticks yeah she was like she's a really cool girl you know and yeah. uh and i remember just got I'd, I'd seen her around town i didn't really know her and i went into a shop to buy something and, I, and she had some like really funky books i said oh you're really spiritual aren't you she, oh yeah yeah and we got chatting and yeah. just you know you, you sense you sense it with someone yeah, yeah, yeah out of body experience. She's like, oh yes, oh yes, yes. <laughs> so I kind of found someone who I could really. I'm like, really, right? Okay, have you ever had one? She's like, yeah, one or two. Yeah. And, uh, and I found this girl who I could talk to. Right. Mm. Now at the time she was living uh, about an hour's drive from. She lived in a different town. And a few days after this experience on the couch with this blue torch, with this whatever it was, this stone, this crystal. Uh, I, I remember I'd gone to this town. I remember thinking I need to nip in and see this girl and tell her what's just happened. Mm. And, I, and I've walked into the shop. I'm like, "How are you doing?" And I'm like, "Listen, I said this thing's happened." And she's like, oh, "She's like, she's like, there's, there's 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 a presence here." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Something's with you. Something's just like come in as you've come in." I'm like, "Right. What do you mean?" And she just said, "She goes, she said." Oh wow, she's like my throat chakra's going crazy. Uh, I didn't really know much about the chakras and all this. I'd heard about it, I'd not really researched it. Yeah. This, this girl was like really spiritual, you know. She was into spirituality, like a new age spirituality. Yeah, she know. knew her stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. New stuff, you know, crystals, Reiki healing, all that stuff. She was really intelligent, really clued up. Mm. Chatting to her, she's just into it, and I was, I wanted to like articulate this experience. And she just interrupted me. She went. My throat chakra's going crazy. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I don't know. She goes, I've never felt it. And she just looked at me and she just said, the blue stone's calling you. Oh. I'm like, what? Oh. Like, the blue stone is calling you. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. I said, well, that's pretty weird because I was just about to tell you a story that involves the blue stone. Yeah. And, and I said, what are you on about? She goes, I don't know what it means. I don't know what it's saying, but I just I just need to tell you the blue stone is calling you. And, and I, you know, still to this day, still to this day, this must have been 10 years ago. Mm. This must have been 10 years ago. And still to this day, I have um, never found out what this means. I've researched crystals. I've looked into crystals. Now, I did find one crystal called uh, kyanite, 
And apparently this this is like, to, I mean, I don't understand crystals. I'm not really an advocate. I believe that there is, mm. that they have properties and to do things, you know? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. to it. They can be quite powerful. Yeah. Okay. So you found out about kyanite. What, what happened? Then? It, it didn't really take me anywhere after that. To be honest, I'd say, I'd say that the next 12 months were a very dark time after that. I started to realise that something spiritual was trying to get my attention. Uh, I, I started to admit that I was in a bad place in life. I needed to, yeah, I needed, to, I needed to change. Now, I, I, but I couldn't stop taking drugs. At this point, I mm -hmm. it further and further and further. And then I started again. I started to return to them thoughts. Oh, I've been possessed. There's some demon got inside me. Do you know what I mean? This is why I'm taking loads of drugs. So I've come mm -hmm. to learn that an addict is like um, the nature of an addict is it, it, an addict doesn't really really want to take drugs, but they're doing it anyway, you know, against their will. Yeah, yeah. Where I was at, I remember having this out of body experience where I was just lifted out, mm -hmm. and in the corner of my room was this energy being again, similar kind of thing, just head and shoulders, mm -hmm. right? Um, but it looked beautiful. This one, it was a very colourful light. A light blue color and it was even like when I looked at it it was like I could see the cosmos within it right oh. I can't explain it was very glittery and magical and beautiful and it was very nice it was very calm and peaceful and next to it was this kind of what I can only describe as a portal yeah like this this this, this white cloudy circular and um, so you know when you pull a plug out of a bath and it makes that there's a word for it it makes that sort of swirly Oh, like a whirlpool or something like a yeah, yeah. a whirlpool. Yeah. So this portal looked like that. It looked like a, like I was looking down a plug hole. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was all like whirly and magical, and yeah. it was and this being again kind of transmitted in its sort of peaceful way. You know, the doors here. When you want to come through it, let us know. You know, kind of no question. I mean, I'm 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 articulating it in my in my English no yeah. you know Lancashire voice but it was basically saying you know we'll show you what's on the other side when you're ready you know in your own time you know this life this life's better basically than the drugs yeah. you know yeah and i was kind of like oh go away i'm not ready i'm not ready like yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm like maybe like two or three months away from drugs trying to like process what's just happened in the last 20 years yeah you know i've i've, I've like I said, I've become a person that I didn't like. I've stolen money. I've hurt people. I've cheated on my girlfriend. I've done all this. this yeah. That doesn't. Yeah. yeah. But so now you were using you were using so spirituality more as a way to get you out of that place and trying to learn more about it. Mm. Yeah. So I've been introduced into this organisation um, that basically helps people like me, and uh, the the offer a set of tools to overcome addiction. Yeah. And it involves basically cultivating a spiritual a spirituality. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. it involves getting in touch with a spiritual power. Yeah. And there are there are a series of um stages and phases, things you have to do yeah. to to get close to the spirituality. And the idea is is basically, yeah, get on this spiritual path yeah. and you will be addiction so that is basically what i set sail on this is but i'm going back now about seven years ago when yeah. i got introduced to this the first 18 months two years was tricky i'd maybe get 
a couple of months without a drug, then have a relapse. I'd get a month without a drug, have another relapse, maybe six months, have a relapse. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was in this sort of in between, yeah, in between at the crossroads, mm-hmm. uh, and then I started to get it. I started to get my head around it, and 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 I overcome it, and I've committed to the spiritual path, and I've stayed on it, and I'm like today, it's like been five years and three months since I've put any form of chemical in me. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, apart from coffee, uh, a lot of coffee. Um, <laughs> I think that's allowed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, 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 so since then, I've had some, I've had a couple of really nice out of body experiences. Mm. Um, Did you do I'm any not... more research in terms of, you know, just trying to understand these sort of non physical realities and what you were seeing, trying to understand what are some of the things that you were seeing? Did you do yeah. more? A little bit, a little bit. I've discovered a guy called Swedenborg. Uh, he kind of helped me. Yeah, he kind of helped me get come to terms with stuff. But I can't really remember what I read about it. I just remember finding a bit of solace in this guy. He understood, and he was very much talking about like, look, you know, if you if you're doing this stuff, your your motive's got to be pure. You know, you've got to be in it for um, the right reasons. Yeah. You're in it for the wrong reasons. It's going to lead to destruction. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, how do you use that power, that power that you gain from this? Yeah. How was the right word? Awareness. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Um, but at this stage, I thought, right, I I just need to have some time away from all this. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not right mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Hmm. I'm all over the shop. I need to. I need to heal, I need to repair, I need to change, I need to yeah. transform, I need to, I need to sort of focus on getting well, yeah? And that became my focus. So I, I, I made this decision, I don't really want to know anything about out of bodies right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did find a guy online, um, he's, he's, you've probably come across his name, his name is uh, Todd Akamesis, and I remember finding, he was like one of the first, I, throughout my path, I didn't really have access to the internet, Mm. Uh, and when I did get on the internet, I, I looked around and there wasn't really a discussion going on, just a few people here and there talking about it. Yeah. Uh, and then I remember meeting this guy. So if anyone's listening and is new to this stuff and wants to learn, you know, explore it and mm. learn off people that yeah. are further down the line than I am, far more advanced than I am, then yeah, check out this Todd Akamesis guy. He's really cool. And I'll, I'll find some more names a bit later on towards the end of the interview. But I, I remember going online and finding this guy, like, put videos on about it. And he was, like, talking about his experiences. He was talking about his understanding. And that kind of felt nice. I was like, oh, wow, you know. Yeah. The stuff I'd been reading, it was all, a lot of it was linked to, um, like, black magic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What, the out-of-body stuff? Or... Yeah, stuff like out-of-body stuff. Yeah, Alistair Crowley. And, and, you know, and I started to think, oh, is it, is it, mate? And I, I'd been to a few churches to look for some answers and they were like, oh, stay away from this stuff. This is wizardry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they started reeling off these Bible verses, like stay away from sorcery. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. They're associated with the devil and all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I've just, I'm just coming off the back of a 15 year drug binge. Yeah. Right? I'm a bit, I'm a bit exhausted and a bit weary as it is. I'm like, oh great. That's all I need. You know, <laughs> I've been dancing with the devil all this time. <laughs> you know what I mean? More, yeah, more yeah. questions, more That's kind the of. the last thing you want to hear, yeah. Especially if you've, I mean, if you've experienced them so many times and spontaneously in the beginning, like I said, 
before right. you have to do it yourself yeah okay yeah. so what, what was the sort of the most powerful kind of uh thing or practice that you incorporated into your life that kind of made you you know really made a difference to you and allowed you to kind of step into more that the the right path so to speak so what what helped me step away from addiction and mm -hmm. actually become what, yeah what are the main things that you started incorporating and you did this program so what were some of the main things that they taught you there that you allowed you, you managed to kind of you know okay, okay. Right. yeah yeah so it's basically it's about so I, I come out of addiction and i've come out of treatment i was in and out of treatment for 18 months i get introduced to this spiritual program of recovery uh for anyone who might be suffering who's watching it's called the 12-step program uh, it's through an organization called narcotics anonymous mm. uh with alcohol it's the the do the same thing in alcoholics anonymous if you want to learn more about this stuff i'd strongly recommend researching russell brand uh, an old comedian that is also well I, I shouldn't have said that i've broken his anonymity but he talks enough about it anyway um, <laughs> yeah we all know that yeah yeah <laughs> go and check check that out um and it's the 12-step program so you go through this process so step one is simply admitting that you have a problem and that you can't basically manage your own life mm. uh, drugs have got more power over than you and, and you need some help basically yes. step two is um basically step two is worded we come to believe that there is a power mm. that can help us and, and restore us and heal us yeah yeah okay um, so it's basically saying a spiritual power. Yeah? yeah. And then step three is basically you basically. So step two is about becoming willing that this spirituality might help. Step yes. two is you basically make, step three, sorry, is make a decision to turn to that power. Mm. So it's all suggestions. No one forces on. We just say, well, this is what's worked for us. If you want to overcome addiction, this is how we've done it. We have turned to a spiritual power. Mm. So once you sort of get that foundation, A, there is hope you can beat it yeah. uh, and B you can, you, you need, you need a power that is more powerful than addiction and mm. that is spiritual power. So, you know, open your mind to that. So once you've got that foundation of that yeah. you can't do it alone, but you can do it and we will do it together. You know, you're not on your own. Once mm. you get that foundation, then you have to start doing what uh, a lot of psychologists would call the shadow work. Yeah. Yeah, the dark night of the soul. So that point where it's all, you know, at the first you're on this pink fluffy cloud, way I'm gonna spiritual enlightenment, liberation. <laughs> actually, actually, you know, there's more you, than that. Yeah. Yeah. Before you get to the good stuff, we need to have a look at you, <laughs> you know. We need, to, <laughs> we need to go within. Yeah. yeah. So the next so the next kind of three steps. Right, so it's, it's all about looking at your life experience, and you have to basically cover everything, right? So it can be like, um, first of all, maybe about your characteristics. Mm -hmm. So your the things that you like, say guilt, uh, shame, uh, regret, uh, embarrassment, mm -hmm. fear, insecurities, uh, jealousy, anger, resentment, and you have to look at all these parts of you. And your emotions yeah. and then you have to like really come to terms with you know a lot of people out there taking drugs they think they've got it all going on they think they're living the dream but truthfully they're actually really insecure really afraid and it's about like looking at that dark side of your being yeah. 
Yeah. And then it's why they take drugs in the first place, isn't it? Because I guess it's it's most insecurities that make you go into that path in the first place. I guess I don't I don't really know, but yeah, I'd say so. Um, it's basically their escape from reality because they can't handle reality. Why can't handle reality? Usually trauma. Yeah, but it can be other things. Yeah, so that's basically what it is. It's yeah. to mask what is really going on. Yeah, to change the way you feel, and that that is the truth. So when you come into this process and you've accepted that you've got a problem and you've accepted that there is a solution and you've become willing to tap into that solution, right? Well, let's have a look at the problem before we get to this to the good stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's not just about all this like, oh, woe me, woe me, trauma. Through addiction, you know, we, we, we've harmed others. So we have to look at all our harms to others. Yeah. yeah, we've become jealous of others. We've become resentful and bitter towards others. Mm. So really, it's all this negative stuff that's leading us to the drugs. So we have to look at all this stuff and go through this process. Yeah, you know, definitely that's the most challenging part, I would say, isn't it? Yeah, it's not nice. I've I've done this process like with tears, crying my eyes out. Yeah, um, but then once you come through that, um, you come to realise that there is a way that you can combat all that. So it, that we we then get introduced to like the virtues, uh, the spiritual principles. So it, so we now have ways to overcome all that negative stuff, and it's all to do with like forgiveness, yes, surrender, letting go, accepting. Um, compassion, selfless service, and to tap into this new way of living. Basically, thinking, you know, addiction is very self centered. So instead of like putting self at the center, we now put others at the center. Mm-hmm. So you get loads of people into coming into recovery, coming through recovery, they all start getting into volunteer work, they're all helping the community. It's oh, a beautiful, wow. yeah, it's a beautiful uh, community to be involved with, the recovering community. It's phenomenal it's to watch lives get changed, yeah. Yeah. yeah and then once you've sort of come to terms with the negative side and you've been introduced to the spiritual side that you can work with then we start looking at all like the, the wreckage of our past and how we can fix that i suppose rebalance the karma mm, uh, yeah. um, but we call it making amends to go and fix that and once you've been through that process then you we start getting introduced into like meditation uh, and other forms of spirituality where you can get yeah you cultivate spiritual experiences and i've had i've had one or two like really beautiful experiences out of body during the 12-step program one where i was like taken um i time traveled basically went back to an old house that i used to live in just to observe some events uh, and i know that it, it had to be time travel because the house got knocked down 10 years before but that's you know unless i'm being unless i'm you know, one of the guys I researched talks about the simulation theory, so it might not actually have been that location. It might have just been an, a computer-generated version of it. But yeah. I, I've but been for you, it was real. It was like the real deal, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened in this experience then that you... Uh, what happened in this experience? Um, I just felt myself come out of the body. I was I was zipping around. Now, now the, some, sometimes when I come out, I have no visuals, yeah? Uh, it's just tactile it's just it's just feeling yeah mm-hmm. motion and, and the sort of like beautiful wind in the face and I'm, I'm just zipping around thinking oh I'm, I'm out this just feels quite nice and I felt something just grab my hand okay. and, and and literally like as if I was to grab your hand you just you, you know you feel it yeah and and but but when it grabbed my hand I just felt this sort of 
it's all energetic, it's like an energetic exchange. I just fell into love, yeah, for the want of a better word. I felt this, this safety, this security. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, come with me kind of uh, energy, yeah? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I just went with it and I was flying, I could feel myself flying. And then all of a sudden, as I'm, as I'm, well, I'm, 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 I'm traveling and my, vis my visuals open up and, and I can just see from a distance the old house that I used to live in. I'm like, wow. And, I, and, I've, and I've, I've gone into it, and um, this is the house where it all first started happening when I was about 16, 17. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, quite a funny story, actually. Me and my dad used to always say, oh, this house is haunted. There's a presence here. And then after the OBEs, I remember saying, do you think we're haunting ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's us? Oh, it's a bit of a mind game, isn't it, when you start trying to figure it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the worst thing sometimes so, you can do, try and figure it out. Yeah. So do you think so do you think this experience had some sort of a significance because it happened where, when you were on your way to recovery? Yeah, yeah. I was definitely like really committed to this spiritual path and I made this deci this decision. Mm. I don't ever want to drink or take a drug again. Do you know what I mean? And I felt like I'd really surrendered to spirituality. Yeah, and a path of change and a path of growth. Uh, yeah, and I think it was like just a little, you know, sneak preview. Again, call it God, call it the cosmos, call it whatever. This, this higher intelligence, this higher mind saying kind of like, right, well done. You know, let's have a look at what's available. Come on, we'll just like let you in a little bit more. Have a look at this. You know, this is what's capable. You know, you can, yeah. And, and it was a beautiful experience. It really was. I felt so so protected and so safe, do you know what I mean? Again, there was no kind of like violent uh, OBE uh, mm. symptoms. Yeah, like being um, Yeah. Yeah, so uh, did you yeah, see anything yeah. in the house? Was it like an yeah. old memory or something? Or? Yeah, yeah, so basically, um, it was, I, I was just literally, I, I came in and like, we used to have a really long corridor, mm. right? and I just went in through the front of the house, through the wall, and I just found myself floating, Look, and I, I couldn't hear any conversations. I could just see people walking around, people that I knew. Um, and I was just observing and just going, wow, maybe I have been haunting myself all these years. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe it is me. It's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that is some theories. I, I've, I've read on people, I've read up people who meet these beings, and these beings turn out to be that person's higher self. And they basically say, yeah, I am you. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I've heard of that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, which which raises more questions for me, and then, and then basically when I was in this environment, I just you know I was just there watching. You know, I'm thinking I've just just done a bit of time traveling here. I'm in this house that got knocked down ten ten years ago, fifteen years ago, and and then you kind of get bored just watching people walk around. So I thought I'll just go and see if the garden's the same how it used to be. Yeah. And I've gone to the garden and, it, and again, you know, like I explained my first hour body experiences, everything just seems to have this glow. It's all a bit more magnificent. It's all a bit more colourful. And mm. I'm in the, I'm in the garden and the trees look beautiful. It was the grass was shining. Uh it was just it was magical. And 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 I've just I've taken the opportunity to think, right, well, I need to I'm I'm still not that good at controlling my movement. So yeah. I think I'm just going to get used to going, all right, go up, go down, 
you know, do a loop and like, and then all of a sudden I'm just like, this is really nice. And I'm just floating around the garden. You're like experimenting with it. Experimenting with it. Almost like you see, I suppose you see a kid like playing in the garden. Just, they're just in their own little world and they're just, just their, their actual, the experience of being alive is mm -hmm. enough for that kid. Do you know what I mean? They don't need a drink. They don't need a, you know, um, whatever. Extra things, yeah. Mm. Yeah, just in that moment, that's where I was, and and then then I was, yeah, it just, I just ended up back in my body. Mm. Very nice, yeah. Yeah, but it was like okay, so it seems like you were having more of these kind of loving, positive experiences out of body once you started doing the, the program. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Once I started to let go of the the worldly temptations and mm. behaviors. You know, and I started to apply self-love and self-respect and self-care. Mm. That's when the, the experience started to get a bit nicer. Um, however, we've digressed again. Um, there, were, there, there were these encounters of these shadow beings. Mm. And this happened like, this started to happen in either my first or second year at university. So I'd, I'd been clean for at least two years at this point. Okay. Yeah, and I remember just having this experience, and it was like the moment that came out of my body, it was like, uh, yeah, a, sh a shadow being. I don't know what the right term for it is. I've heard loads of different names for it, but it was like a bit of a bit of an aggressive, threatening being or energy or entity. I couldn't really see anything apart from this. Like it was like a black cloak, and you could just see its eyes, and it was like it was like shoot like a snake. Oh, wow. like just like and I'm like oh and I could feel it like and to the point where I'm like oh get away you know and I'm throwing some punches and I sort of come out and I'm like that was weird I didn't like that but um, but did you say it came out of you like it appeared from you no it was like the moment I came out of my body ah okay it was there it was before me oh, yeah yeah it was there and it jumped on me it attacked mm. me mm. And this probably happened maybe about another three or four times over the next couple of months. Mm. So at the, at the point, I'm like, oh, what, what is this all about? Yeah. I thought I was on the spiritual path now. I thought I, I, thought I was in. I thought I was covered. <laughs> cool, you know, but this, I thought, I'd, you know, I thought the good stuff was coming. Mm. And, and, you know, I have, this has led, you know, by this point, I've read quite a lot of books. Now, I sell quite a lot of books. I've done, I've done a a good bit of research you know yeah. I've, I've started researching the monroe institute um i've started researching robert monroe i've read all his books mm. I've, I've got i've really got into this guy called tom campbell mm. uh, mainly his youtube videos uh, tom campbell was a, a facilitator at the monroe institute but he's kind of gone off and done his own stuff now okay. and it really helped me this guy has really really helped me understand now he's basically said that these experiences are what 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 for the want of a better word, God is giving you like a fear test. Do you know what I mean? It's like just tests showing you that you might still have a few fears you need to work through, mm. whatever it may be. It might have nothing to do with out of body. Yeah. yeah, you might just be afraid of failure. You might be afraid of success. You might be afraid of something, but it's something in you trying to get your attention to so say there is still fear. Before you can ascend transcend and experience the the, the, the highest form of spiritual enlightenment you need to yeah. be free of fear yeah. yeah it's almost like it's like reflecting you what's inside of you and trying to get you to sort sort that out and kind of before you go into the next level kind of, 
Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, before I can start tapping into this stuff to like heal people, I believe like, you know, Tom Campbell talks about when you go out of body, you can access certain um, certain realms for the better of certain realities. And in these realities, you can glean information about things, yeah, yeah. events. And one of them could be you can... Um, diagnose people is that not diagnose what's the other word prognosis prognosis yeah yeah, okay. yeah. So you can you can work out what condition somebody's got oh okay so it's like you tapping into that sort of what do they call it the akashic records or something the yeah. that knowledge the cosmic knowledge or something yeah absolutely yeah the database the hard drive of the universe yeah, yeah. and and but not only that you can work with it to heal people yeah yeah, well, I can't go out healing people when I've got fear, when I've got ego. Do you know what I mean? So I believe that now that these shadow things, mm. right, um, were parts of me trying to teach me that I've got stuff I need to work on. It's like a projection of my own subconscious fear. Yeah, that I'm not even aware of. Yeah. Okay. So, so how did you deal with that? What was the your sort of right? Okay. Yeah. So, so, so uh, again, through, through research and people's experiences, I, I, I was told love conquers all. Yeah. There's no more powerful force in the universe than love. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, so was I, I don't know. Like if a, was that more of a Buddhist kind of teaching that you were, um, that you got that from? Cause I'm, well, I'm, no, I can't no. see scientists saying, oh yeah, you should just, you know love love these things it was tom campbell it was tom campbell oh right? okay. yeah yeah and then i went to one of the names i mentioned earlier uh, a guy called todd akamesis from london he was putting on a talk somewhere and i went along and and i asked him to get it got it this stuff got spoke about and he was again saying look you have to approach these things with love you know so I thought, right, okay, I'll, I'll give it a go. If it happens again, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Uh, I think I did read it somewhere else. Um, I think Jade, you know Jade Shaw. I think she, she was yeah. just starting to come on the scene, and and I, I, you just watch discussions on Facebook. You see people talking about this stuff, and I read other people's comments. Yeah. And it was the thing that kept popping up. You know, love is the way. You know, yeah, I've had this experience. It's nothing to be afraid of. You know, they can't harm you. Uh, they're not even you basically go out there and project. It's a manifestation of your fear trying to get your attention to teach you something. Yeah. And basically, I think it's like to cultivate love. Now, I might be wrong. Not everybody agrees with this theory. Some yeah. people generally think these entities have their own existence and they just pop off and they go and, they go and annoy someone else. Yeah. Some people say it is uh, somebody who has died. Mm. Yeah. So let's just say you have a friend who's like really like a devout atheist, to yeah. use a moron, um, and they just basically at the end up dying and realizing that they've been wrong all the life. Mm. Oh shit, there is an afterlife. Oh my God, all my arguments and theories mean nothing. I've had it wrong all this time. Yeah. But they won't accept it and they become angry, they become hostile. Yeah, so it's almost oh. like a stuck spirit, isn't it? Like um, someone yeah. stuck. In yeah, stuck between this world and that, and, and, and a higher spiritual reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's all sorts of theories. You know, people have yeah. to go and have to make their own mind up. Yeah. So, so you're doing. So you're literally looking into all of these different perspectives and trying to figure out what's right for you, what it might be. 
trying to figure out what they are and what they want from me, what's going on. Yeah. Why am I having this experience? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they were quite violent. They weren't, do you know what I mean? They kind of invade you. Which is uh, scary. Space. Yeah, you don't want to have that around you, I guess. No, no. So, you know, lo and behold, soon after, I came out of body uh, and, and there's a shadow being and it's like attacking me. I can't really explain how it, it's like, it's like they just like coming at you like that and just prodding you with the like face. The face, yeah. Yeah, like trying to like suck energy out of you and it's like you feel it. <laughs> but, so I remember just looking at it. Obviously, I've learned by now it's all telepathic communication out there. Mm. And I've just like, kind of like looked at it and just thought the words, I love you. You know, it's okay, I'm your friend, you know. Come here. <laughs> come here and I've gone in to give it a hug yeah and it, and it did just go it just went so that's it you literally just said come here give me a hug and I love yeah. you and it went basically yeah and I'm just like, and I'm like I love you and um and that was it and it didn't happen again for years now it did it has happened maybe twice in the last 12 months mm. okay mm. you know I mean since then uh, since I've I've applied that love and I've taken the suggestion on and, I, and I've uh, I've tried it, yeah. uh, I've had some beautiful experiences with like more loving and caring higher beings where I've been lifted out of my body and I can only explain it as being healed. Yeah, so almost like these you've got the hands, you feel them lifting you up and you can feel the hands on you, and you just feel like this charge, this energy going through you. Uh, it's hard to explain. It's, oh, wow. Yeah, but it feels like it's, it's just like love. I can't, no, there's no other word to explain it. You just, it's like they're just injecting you with love, you know? Yeah. And now the, the, these experiences have happened uh, when I've just come into the end of my degree or during like exam periods. I'm under a lot of stress. I'm under a lot of pressure, mm. got a lot of fear. And it's almost like the, just this spiritual assistance from the unseen world saying, you're all right, come on, here's some love, get through it, you're going to be okay, it doesn't really matter what, if you fail or not, mm. it's okay. And then maybe when I've, I've allowed my other side to run with the like, oh, I can't do it, I'm not good enough, I'm not blah, blah, blah. Maybe this is like when a shadow experience happens. Mm. Yeah, so maybe it's, I don't know, it's, I'm still learning, Desi, I'm still... Yeah questioning i'm still analyzing i'm still exploring it's, so that's kind of, i mean there's so much isn't it there's just so much to explore and and kind of dig into and, and go into but yeah i mean it does i definitely agree with that theory that um we everything everything is a projection of us like of our, our inner world so whatever you're experiencing on a physical or non-physical level is kind of a projection of what's already inside of you uh, yeah so, so there you go, Desi. That's kind of like where I'm up to. That, that's they're my out of body experiences, yeah. you know, for hours and hours and hours, and, and analyze it, you know, interpret it, explore it. But that's you know, I suppose if anyone just like a few final thoughts to summarize, better without drugs. <laughs> better without drugs. Stay yeah. away from drugs. It'll slow you down. It'll slow your growth down. Yeah. And if anyone is like still has got this far and is still listening and watching and and you want to explore this stuff like i said i, I don't really know what i'm doing but there are people out there that do uh, a few names that i'd strongly recommend that you go and check out are robert monroe tom campbell the sylvan muldoon 
Um, there's a few good guys, like there's a great author. I've only read bits, but a guy called Jurgen Zive, a guy called Bob Peterson, a guy called Graham Nichols, uh, and a guy called Robert Bruce. I would go and research them names if you really want to take out-of-body experience seriously and you want to learn, you know? Yeah, oh, thank you for that. That's, that's really useful. I think a lot more people are now getting into that. I think it's becoming a lot more sort of out in the open. Yeah. Yeah. But um, why do you think, so let's do this as a final kind of question, I guess. I like to finish on a big, big, big question. There go. Um, well, firstly, do you, how do you see... Can you imagine your life being like living your life without any of these kind of experiences, whether it's the outer body or the spirituality? Like, why do you think it's important for people to kind of try to bridge that gap between the material and the spiritual world? Or is it important even? Is it important? Um, well, it's not important for people who, who are shut off to it. You know, maybe atheists, agnostics, or people who are... Uh, who see this stuff as demonic or wrong, you know what I mean? I don't think it is for them. Um, I'd say it is for, for, for me personally, yeah. You know, something's been trying to get my attention for a long time. I've ignored it for a long time. Um, and I, I think it's important for everyone, whoever you are, atheist or not atheist, you know, open-minded or, or closed-minded. But we're all, we're all, you know, cohabiting in this planet earth we're all heading in the same direction anyway you know we're all we're all you know the, 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 there is no gap it's already been bridged this realm and that realm it's already been bridged you know what i mean it's down to us to walk across that bridge if we want to we have free will yeah we have free will uh, and i just believe that we're all here on this earth to learn lessons but the lessons i've got to learn are going to be different to the lessons you've got to learn yeah. um, and I'm sure that when I die, I'll have to go somewhere else to learn more lessons. I don't really know what the end game is. It's a bit too much to try and comprehend. Yeah. You know, it's hard enough comprehending how to work the washing machine sometimes. You know? <laughs> like I said, I'm gonna live here, you know, in this in this in this reality. Um but we're all gonna we're all gonna walk that bridge eventually. So why not? I heard some guy, I think it was Todd Ackermanis actually, once said that um when you go on holiday you like to have a look on the internet at the pictures at your resort. You have to have a look in your magazine and check out the local area. Mm. So why not go and check out the afterlife while you're there? True. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, if, if there's one thing that we know for sure, it is that we're going to die one day. <laughs> yeah, well, physically. Yeah. Well, physically, yeah, physically. But yeah, we do know that we're going to someday we're gonna be rid of this physical body and whether you know for people who believe in the afterlife then you know you're gonna go in the afterlife people who don't then you can i guess that's what works for them but um i always i also see it like that i completely agree i think it's like why not learn about it while you still have the time to or, or at least at least at least in order to kind of not have that fear as much because i mean the fear of death is so huge and especially in the western society because we don't talk about death at all um and actually i had i had a previous uh, conversation with in my previous podcast with a lady who who's like a soul midwife and she helps people to die a peaceful death 
and you know she was saying that it's such a huge problem now because people are just so scared of dying and it literally paralyzes them they're yeah, yeah. paralyzed from the fear of death and 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 it makes the whole experience so much more traumatic than it has to be and it really doesn't have to be that way but we're making it be that way because we're not open to it and we're not talking about it and we just see it as just like the devil you know it's like death oh my god it's like so scary but it's not it's it's i i suspect that death is going to be one of the most beautiful experiences that we can have mm. i'm i'm you know i'm looking forward to death i mean i'm not i don't want to die before my parents so there's a few things in life i'd like to experience and, and explore and achieve you know, uh, I'd like to get a really good job one day, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know go, go, go back and go and do the PhD and get a good, a, a good, well-paid job and have a bit of freedom that way. There's a lot, there's, there's a lot of stuff I want to explore, you know, um, but death, oh man, I, I've not been afraid of death for a long time and, and my life is better for it. And I can see, you're absolutely right, I can see, you know, fear is the one thing that blocks you off from life and the mm. biggest fear is fear of death. I can see it in people. You know, I've I've had conversations with people who are so shut off to this level. They're like, no, it's all dreams. You're dreaming it, or you're not right in the head. It's not real, you know. And you can see the way they live their lives, yeah. and it's all an addiction, you know. It's like food addiction, sex addiction, shopping addiction, you know. And mm -hmm. that's all they live for. And I'm thinking, you just you fill in the void. If you you fit your feet, you're trying to not face. You have no idea why you exist. You can't get your head around it. You, so yeah. you, just, you just escape reality because you don't want to look at it. And, you know, why do we not talk about death in schools? It's a fascinating subject and probably the one thing that we all have in common. Yeah. No, I totally think that as well. It's so fascinating. And, the, uh, and you know, people like, like Buddhism, for example, in Buddhism, they have all these rituals and uh, mantras that they read, you know, and they, they get you into that state of, you know, trying to just basically uh, get used to the idea of death and so that when you come to it at some point in your life, you just easily transition. It's kind of like, because that's how they describe it, isn't it? It's like a transition from one state to another, like, you know, like ice to water, or water into air. Well, if you think if you think about um, just the nature of of, of um, the human life from from cradle to the grave, parents are getting the child ready for school. It's training it to walk. They're teaching it how to feed itself. You know, when you're at school, you're being taught how to prepare for the next stage, which is life yeah. in the workplace. You know what I mean? And you're being taught all that sort of stuff. So why not? Why can't we teach people? about that stage of life you know crossing over into that other realm yeah you know oh, totally i completely agree yeah definitely it should be something a lot more spoken about but yeah wow paul this has been <laughs> on that happy note <laughs> on that very happy note <laughs> wow this has been so fascinating speaking to you um yeah, it answered so many questions for me that I've had from before and I haven't really kind of managed to investigate too much into it, but um, yeah. it definitely answers a lot of questions. And I know you yourself are still, you know, trying to figure things out, but it's really, it's really amazing that you've, you know, committed yourself on this path and you're kind of trying to investigate and research it from kind of both perspectives, which is really nice to see. Because I know a lot of people kind of just tend to get scared and they're kind of like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to go there anymore. And, um, well, yeah, that's understandable. It's fear of the unknown. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Everything you seek in life is on the other side of fear. <laughs> yeah. And it really is, you know. Exactly. Um, but I, I still have little fears, you know. I have, you know, I'm not this like guy that just walks in faith all the time. I have moments where I'm like, I'm afraid of being accepted. I'm afraid of being liked. You know, I'm afraid of fitting in. Yeah, I'm afraid yeah. of not fitting in, or whatever should I say? And you know what I mean. We all have that sort of inner work to to get through. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I think the more we can look at that, it's about being real. It's about it's about standing face to face and walking in your truth. And, totally. and yeah. Yeah. And uh, these fears arise and you start to realise what you need to work on. Or alternatively, if you don't, you end up out your body and shadow beings attacking you saying, listen, <laughs> sort some stuff out now, man. <laughs> yeah, well, you, yeah, you've seen, you've been there on both sides, so you, you, you don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's been a really, really fascinating talk. And for anyone who wants to get in touch with you, if they may be wanting to do some more research on this or anything, where can they find you? Right. Well, I'm not. I'm not like a researcher. I'm not a talker. I'm not yeah. a life coach or anything like that. I'm just. I'm just a guy. So I don't really have any contact details. Yeah. Uh, I am on Facebook. My name's Paul Wolski. W O L S K I. I don't have a YouTube channel. I don't have a website. Yeah. So <laughs> I suppose just add me on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, if you can't find me on Facebook, maybe drop Desi a message. And and if you're out there doing research on this stuff and or you are a scientist and you're looking for someone to come in the lab, I'm up for it. You know, let's, 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 let's explore further. What's it all about? I love that. I love your explorational kind of spirit. Like, yes, let's do it. Let's go and find out. I've been stuck in university for the last years, uh, last four years, Mm -hmm. like trapped in my intellect, you know, (laughs) get out of that, you know, (laughs) I need to get away from all that nonsense. Yeah, true. So, yeah. So, yeah, so I suppose uh, where I'm at in life right here, right now, I've just, I'm trying to put a line under everything I've learned up to now and just re-humble myself and, and, mm-hmm. and come back as an innocent kind of blank canvas and, right, what, what, what can I learn now? What's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll go again. Wow. Well, that's, that's really inspiring. Really, really inspiring. Um, yeah. Paul, thank you so much for your time. This has been oh. incredible. Yeah, really, really great yeah, to yeah. Yeah, I've loved it. Cheers, Desi. Uh, you know, maybe in a couple of years, if I if I if I learn more, I'll, I'll get in touch. We'll go again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, or you need to like give us an update on how what else you've been up to for the next kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'll be great. How many shadow beings I've been loving. <laughs> Sending them lots of love. <laughs> Why? Love is the answer. Great. Right. You have a nice day, Desi. Take care. Thank you too. See you later. Okay. Take care.